Never fall in love in Miami. Who's this? Angelina, please. No, she died. Also, because we're fucking fun. Yeah. Because we have skills. Skills. We have nunchucking skills. Tina, you bad lord. Some computer hacking skills. You know, girls. Girls with skills. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Playmakers. I'm your host, I'm your coach, I'm your new best friend, if I'm not already. And it only feels right to kick things off with a true playmaker herself. So let's welcome the one, the only, Kay Jenkins. For anybody that's listening from my audience that doesn't know you, what would you want them to know about you? I... I'm Kay Jenkins. I'm 26 years old. I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah. I am a top producing real estate agent, um, a published professional model, uh, and I'm a life coach who helps people, young women specifically, um, enhance their lives and, um, you know, better their journey so they can express themselves unapologetically. I love that. Obviously, you should all follow Kay on Instagram, kjenkins.code and .tv. Both, yeah, well, you know, I get deleted quite a bit, so make sure you have the backup on deck. Yeah, and that's what happens when you answer <laughs> your motivators. But honestly, I get to know when people buy their followers, buy their likes. I'm like, you might as well buy a personality at that point, too. Mm-hmm. But you have such a loyal following, especially, like, I don't. Like, the amount of, like, ghost followers and bots, like, I wish I could clear it out. Sometimes mm-hmm. I post, like, I have almost 9,000 followers, and, you, like, I'll get... Granted, if I post a picture of a tree, I'm going to get a hundred likes. If I post a picture of myself <laughs> in a bikini, I'm going to get a thousand. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, even a thousand, that's like an eighth, a ninth. Like you have very loyal followers, but I think that's because you're so transparent and upfront. Yeah. It's like kind of like what you see is what you get. Yeah. I would say that um, the interaction that I get from my connections, because I look at them as connections. I don't look at my following as a following, I look at it. Like I, I never came here to build clout. I just built, I just started building this page about a year ago. Yeah. Um, when I wanted to start fresh, I had some shit go down that I needed to just cut ties with, and I was ready to just start fresh. And so when I, I made a commitment to myself and everyone that I was going to build like this entire network with that, it would be genuine. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't, I don't ever want to come across as just a photo. I want to be a person. No, and I, I don't appreciate want to just, yeah. that you'll, you'll post like stories. Like if you're not going to interact and you're not here for like support, like unfollow me. Like I don't want your number. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't want just like the number. Of- yeah. I don't really care. I don't, I would rather have quality over quantity any day. And that that's what get lo- gets lost with a I, lot of people in, in every aspect of life. And for me, it's like, I just try to keep that concept, that concept relevant in every situation. Because quality will take you so much further than quantity. Yeah. I mean, and I feel like not just with like your Instagram following, obviously, but <laughs> I feel like in general, you're a really no bullshit person. So I admire that about you. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. How do you see through people so well? Or like, you're a good judge of character. And I feel like you can cut through people's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like you are very quick to be like, cut the, like, if I'm not seeing what I want to see, like I'm out. How do you think you've like developed that skill set? Or have you just always been like that? Um, I think I've had a zero bullshit tolerance since day one. <laughs> there, there has been a, uh, you know, my give a shitter goes off when, give a shitter. It's, um, when I feel like, um, 
you know, I'm not, I'm not being respected. I feel like that's when it comes in to play the most. Um, but being able to establish boundaries is one of like the most important parts of creating my a life by design, which is like my whole like slogan, no, right? You practice what you um, preach, you really do. Yeah. And so just being able to, to be cutthroat and clearly communicate with people, they may not like you, Fair. but they'll fucking respect you, you know, and I'd rather have respect than likes any day. Yeah. Um, and Sometimes that that doesn't necessarily work out in my favor, but <laughs> no. And even that guy that got mad at me today on Instagram when I said when he said, "Oh, you talked to this guy," and I was like, "Are you upset that you might have competition?" Like we just started chatting, but it's like I said, "I'm direct." Like, and he's like, "We seem so sassy." I'm like, because I use punctuation and I'm not using five exclamation points and smiley. Like I'm direct and that's not for everybody. There's no emojis, no emotion, no nothing. It's just put in I'm like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, you seem awesome. I was like, glad you got that. <laughs> what am I supposed to say? Like, yes. But I'm like, that's not for everybody. But to your point, I'd rather have like the transparency and the respect than like a fandom of somebody that I'm not. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. <laughs> Obviously, you know, wanting quality over quantity. I feel like I keep good people around me, but I feel like you do too. But I also just respect how like real and transparent you are. Obviously, you don't know 85,000 people personally. Yeah. But like how <laughs> real and transparent you are with, I mean, fuck, I don't even know 9,000 people personally. Mm. I respect how open and transparent you are about your life journey, like the highs and lows. Like life is not this highlight reel even cosmetic surgery or places that you've been. We all know there's this unrealistic standard and it's a highlight reel and you're very open about these are my good days. These are my bad days. And that's life. So people aren't comparing themselves to magazine cover you every yeah. single day. Like that's I not think, reality. I think, the, I think the thing is, is that there's a, there's a misunderstanding between, I think your wording was unachievable. So here's the thing. What I've learned is it's all attainable, right? It's all attainable. It's the process in which you have to go through to get there, whether it's right, whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually being transparent about that process, whether it's, you know, you went through surgery or you went through therapy or you, you know, had to get sober, or I mean, you You spent hours grinding at work or or, yeah, you sold your soul, whatever the fuck it was, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? You were, you were transparent about the process because sharing that journey is what genuinely gives back to the universe itself by helping other people understand their capabilities as a person. If I were to accept myself for all my flaws and everything else that's around me and just be open and honest with myself, I could be that way with the world. I think that part of that acceptance is like that I'm no less for my faults or my past or anything that I've done. Like no one's perfect. And once you've accepted it, you can heal from it, get better and move on. I've made so many mistakes. And part of my goal this podcast too is it's like, if you can learn from my mistakes so that you don't make the same ones, or if you're going through the same thing, you don't feel alone. Like whether people talk about it or not, like so many people don't want to talk about therapy. I'm so open with like, I Oh, I love hate my therapy. therapy. I hated my first one. Well, this it. is my therapy. <laughs> I think therapy could potentially be extremely beneficial if the intentions are correct. Right. Cause right. I think any therapist, you, they can collect a check. They're there. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, and and I was in first, a, that's how the first one. And I was too. in a 12 step, let, you know, let me remind the world. I was in a 12 step program, you know, a treatment program where I had to go through <clears throat> four sessions of therapy a week. Two were individual and two were with family. 
so that I could wean myself back into going home and being released from state's custody. And so there was so much therapy involved. Honestly, it just felt like it, it felt like prison, which I was technically kind of in prison, <laughs> but you know, the whole thing was really just so played out and the, and I didn't connect with my therapist by any means. And that's so I was fucking with her the whole time. Yeah. I was telling her exactly what she wanted to hear. And that was the funny thing is that I was, I was a 19 or, you know, 17, 18 year old girl stepping into being a woman and being able to manipulate this woman because she wasn't, you're smart, like fully connected to like what was going on though. She wasn't connecting with me. So I was able to tell her what she wanted to hear. She wasn't able to cut through the bullshit. And so that was my experience with therapy. It wasn't ever for me, my therapy was always the self-improvement process, mm-hmm. you know, of like reading, but that you can be, things can be therapeutic without professional therapy. Yeah. And that's to your point of like, whether it's reading, there's so many remedies, yourself, there's so many gym, remedies, like, going to yoga. Like I did all of that. I got sober. I got my real estate license. That was one of mine. Like that saved me, but getting my real estate license was one of my angels that contributed to where I'm at now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and you talked about this boyfriend of yours that's penned that he kind of helped promote this too. People have different breaking points, whether it's a breakup or some sort of life event, but you have obviously elevated yourself probably beyond where you even thought you could go. And I know you're still going, like you said, you like are building an empire, but I think it's impressive that you're so multifaceted, even in your like quick elevator pitch, like you're like, I'm this, 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 and this. And like, there's still so much more. Anybody that's coming from my platform or my followers that like, don't know you that will click your page before they listen to this episode, they're going to see how beautiful you are. All these like sexy photos and stuff. Basically just a hot girl, but, <laughs> but it's, it's so hard. But if you go deep enough, you'll see other stuff there. And I think I mean? it's yeah. hard for people to envision because they try to silo that. Like you can be multidimensional and like still be sex. Like being sexy doesn't take away from your professionalism. It doesn't take away from your brain and your real estate and your creative thinking, your businesswoman. Like, I think yeah. it's really impressive that you can do that with a balance of literally doing everything else. I mean, that, that was kind of the, one of the first hurdles that I had to overcome as a businesswoman. I got licensed at a 19. I got in real estate school at 18, finished at 19. And I started with a brokerage as a transaction coordinator and executive assistant. And I would show up in short skirts and push up, like, I'm push up bras. I didn't even have my boobs done back then. I was wearing like push up bras and blazers and like my hair all fucking poofy. And I'm like, I'm here to sell a fucking house. Like I'm ready. Yo, <laughs> like teach me. I wanted to absorb everything. So I wanted to look hot too. I was like, uh, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, I was like, like, can I feel cute in my outfit? But I was also very naive. You yeah. know what I mean? So I was still learning and like, and, and cause now I can look fucking sexy but I can look so professional at the same time you've had to like learn it's the balance. finding that balance for me back then I did I was wearing stripper heels I was wearing platforms <laughs> like this fucking thing to show houses at 19 but you're like, I look cute I mean I wear heels so high too in high school because I'm like the higher the cuter it was just yeah like, I know but I was no concept slap of slap the fuck out of myself it's almost I like you have no concept now. of reality and you were like I'm an adult but we're not absolutely not no I was literally like yeah I was like well I literally looked like a hooker I had the right idea because I wanted to look good but it was really awful but that's okay it's all part of the process it's because but I, I brought that up because you know because of that when I would show up every day you know just a little different and something it made the other women in the office really uncomfortable they would constantly question whether I'd be able to work with 
you know, wives that are purchasing or selling property that I would make clients uncomfortable, associates, whatever it may be. I was constantly questioned, but I challenged the status quo. And I ended up being one of the youngest top producing agents in the entire West Coast division of my company on multiple occasions that I had to shut these people down and just be like, eh, well, guess what? My people fuck with me. And that, that kind of resorts back to like your initial point as far as like my your my connections being so loyal because I think they just see so many different aspects of that or they see past it like yeah yeah and so for me like my real estate career yeah I get questions all the time like how can you be the model that you are and then like still sell the houses that you are well it's because I don't have to hide who I am from my clients and I think I'm I'm okay with that right when I was on a team and under specific people and trying to fit myself inside a box yes I did have to have a certain persona because you're what I am, I'm a direct rep- I'm a direct rep- representation of them. But being independent, I'm a direct representation of myself. And so I've had to just come into my own. And yes, I had to come overcome so many obstacles of accepting myself and being comfortable with who I was to like believe that because I was different, I was still going to be able to sell property. I was still going to be successful. Yeah. You know, like you said, you keep good people around and everybody that works with you understands that it's not women in general, but you especially are not one dimensional. It's not like you're, it's not this or that it's on. And And I think in general, people struggle with not putting themselves into a box. Like yeah. you don't have to, it's not always a choice or like, do I want to be a model? It doesn't or have to be either. Or. You can do both. No. I mean, yeah. A lot of people feel like they have to choose and they don't know which way to choose. And they put pressure on themselves. It's like, but you don't have to choose. Mm-hmm. Do both. Exactly. When I was creating my life by design was that I wasn't going to have to compromise on any of my passions in life. Right. For me, it's all about what you're passionate about. If you pursue what you're passionate about, you don't work a day in your life. And for me, I happen to be passionate about multiple different industries. And it's so funny because they're all so different. You know, like I'm a sales agent for real estate, which I'm obsessed with. If you guys saw me geek out on property, it would be like... It's ridiculous. <laughs> and then, you know, I go from that to like a coach where I'm helping young women and really like structuring different avenues for them to be able to build a better life. And then when you see me on set as like a model, I'm a completely different You're person. You're almost like a director so, too. I feel like, the com- <laughs> like they're all very different, but I think like the commonality in all of those, which are like three characteristics of you of why you're probably successful in those or anything else you go into is like, you're passionate you're organized and you're creative. Mm-hmm. Those three things will help you in really anything. Like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> and I think like one of the first times walking on the treadmill, you're like, let me read you this text I got from these bitches. We were, cr- and also it's some crafted text that I'm sure this girl sent to friends. It was probably like her fifth draft of the text. Oh yeah, it was like, very well thought she's out. She's thinking she's doing damage. And we're reading it crying, laughing on the treadmill. Like, I think I didn't even respond to it. I literally was like, I genuinely appreciate the feedback. Thank you so much. <laughs> Hope you have a great day Leave and best of luck. Two. I was like, best of luck to you and your future endeavors. Yeah. She was like, it took the high road, but she's like, let me read you the second. And we're crying, laughing at something that someone thinks is like going to tear us apart. Oh, she Granted, why me. people are like that. People are evil. I have no idea. We can get into that a whole nother time, but like. I think it's also good to compartmentalize the hate. And obviously we get mass amounts of that, but people who don't or are not in the same role, but like, what would be your advice for just like toning that out and just only looking at the positive, unless you're asking for the negative, like you said, unless you're asking for criticism, tone out all the bullshit you're hearing. Well, for me, I think there was, there came this, this point in time 
where I, cause for me, I want a lot of people to understand that I used to respond to a lot of the, the hate mail. I used to respond to it. No. Okay. Sorry. I wouldn't even respond. I was reacting. I was reacting. I was like, yeah, oh my God, and reacting are very this, yeah, there's a difference between responding and reacting. And I would react to everything. Like when someone would call me a slut or tell me that I didn't work for anything or that I put my brother in a car act or a wheelchair or whatever it may be, these horrible accusations. I had to go defend myself. I had to go in yeah, and like, react immediately and, and defend my honor because like how I had you? to convince you. you. That. Yeah. For me now, there came this point in life where I transitioned. And I think it was actually when I became less of a girl and more of a woman mm-hmm. where I was like, I don't have to fucking explain myself to anybody about anything. If you have an accusation or feel some sort of way about me or have a particular opinion, you are entitled to that. I respect it. Thank you for, Even again, again, yeah, exactly. When it's blatant and or here's like, the thing, you're wrong, but go ahead. The, the guilty are always defensive. That's yeah. the thing. And, and we're guilty of ourselves because we're, we're, we're not even self-aware. We're just yeah. deflecting instead of having that like real conversation with ourselves, looking in the mirror and being like, Hey, I really actually could work on this. It's a deflectant. And we repel that back to whoever's trying to communicate it with us. And I've just always put that in a position where I think the number one thing I learned throughout treatment being in a program was accountability Yeah, and being aware. And when you're aware and you hold yourself accountable no, no and, one else is and you talk about your faults before anybody else do, they can't matter. hold anything against you. That's why I right, post like, my fucking mug shots. That's why I post my before and after. Right, and that's like why you're gonna, I'm you're gonna like, Hey, me here. Yeah. No, you can't, you can't say anything. I don't care. Can't say anything. <laughs> Hi. You know what I mean? And that, and then another thing is because I'm, I become a triple threat in that matter because I'm relatable. Yeah, I have, I have an army of people now that not only support me because of my results, but because of my, my beginning point, where you came from, because of the beginning point, not just the end point, but the beginning and the entire process in between you find those little armies of people that support those little pieces of your life that contributed to who you are now. And for me, there's so many of them. There's my brother's accident you know, and dealing with like, disabled people and, and handicapped people. And it's crazy that like sometimes the lowest points in your life are like those really traumatic points are so low, but the silver lining of that sometimes is seeing who your people are. Like when you went through shit with your brother or any other low points, it's like, who's actually there for me mm-hmm. when I needed it and who is still there. And those are the people that you're like, this is my circle. Yeah. Women get approached so much nowadays that like, if I get approached there's a 90% chance just because you approached me, I'm going to think you're a weirdo or I'm going to snap at you or, or whatever, yeah. or I'm going to be unimpressed just because it was like your approach wasn't enough. Now there's a separation between like, if a man really genuinely wants to get a woman's attention, you can tell the difference. You know what I mean? And so like, for me, when you make eye contact and it's like a, it's a thing and there's body language and you are, you're basically welcoming them into your space. Okay. Yes. There's a, and also if they, even if they come up to you, but you can tell it's not a, like you do this to everybody. Like, it's not like a cheesy. It's like a no, 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 no. no. It's a, wow. I saw you out of everyone in the room and that's why I'm approaching you particularly. And you can read the energy and be like, this isn't like, I haven't seen you just bopping from girl to girl to girl to be like, wow, you're beautiful. Honey. 
beautiful. It's so funny when they try so and run, corny. When they try and run game on me, I'm like, sweetie, I eat little boys like you for breakfast. I, you do. You should really <laughs> you should sit down. Well, that's sit down, like, sweetie. I always, that's why I always say it. the whole point players don't face a coach. Like when people, I'm like, you think you're a player? Like, nice to meet you. I'm the coach. Exactly. So sit down. I have a roster of you. Mm-hmm. Get in line. You're not even on, you're not in the starting five. You're not in the bench you're not you're g league you're a g league motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) no you're trying bench top the season get out of (laughs) here when it's genuine it's so easy to read and when it's not and also i'm not afraid to like make the first move on a guy and i almost sometimes prefer that me i actually prefer when i let a man know that i'm interested because here's my thing if i'm interested you'll fucking know like (laughs) you're you're gonna know you're gonna feel that energy and you're gonna see that eye contact from me this is nothing i there's this one guy that i just blocked today again he makes account after account after account and will comment on all my shit my instagram and tiktok and be like but you won't date black guys i'm like i do i haven't posted a guy that i've dated since 2016 and he's like, there's no proof. There's no evidence. Or I'm like, if I send you our DMs, I would never expose someone like that. Or it's going to be like, oh, you only like successful black guys. I'm like, no, I only like well, successful duh. people. We don't like successful people, period. Well, that's the thing. I don't think there's a bad thing about that because I'm successful. I don't want to date a scrub. I'm not your meal ticket. You're not mine. I have my own. Like, I want someone who has their own too. And to your point of creating an empire, like, I want someone who's going to add to my life, add value. Like, you're not here for the ride. I'm not carrying your ass up i'm attracted to success because i'm successful and i want to keep climbing and i want someone who's going to match my energy elevate me with me and i do the same for them you know when we're talking about we're being dominant or like an alpha female a lot of people could easily say like or argue that you or i are like high maintenance or we ask for too much like guys always say you're asking for too much I think it's okay to ask for whatever the fuck you want, as long as you reciprocate. I reciprocate everything that I ask for. Yeah. So I think I have tenfold. Tenfold. I have every right. Ten fucking fold. Yeah. But to be honest with you, it's like I want someone to offer, even to be in a position to do that, because that's the alpha in them. Yeah. To want to caretake for when you don't need it. Exactly. No, I don't need it. I've never needed it. But do I want it? Yeah. I've got serious daddy issues. So. daddy and i also think there's a difference between a need and a want like i'm not desperate i don't need attention i want it from the right person like i don't want it from everybody else i ask for good communication i ask for honesty i ask for drive and success because i can do all of that and bring all of that to the table if you can walk the walk and talk the talk then everyone can shut the then you're up. just being <laughs> like shut up and sit down you know when guys want to take me out to dinner like i always offer to split the check because i can't but it's always a test for me like i'll it offer is. to split and if you let me split you, will never, see you will never fucking touch me hear from me or see me again it's not being petty if it's a first date we were just say we just met each other we're vibing out I can't read you. If I offer to split the check and you say yes to me, that tells me you didn't like me enough. So then then we're not going to go out again and that's fine. Or it was just friendly. If, if we split the bill, I owe you nothing. We're just friends. That's fine. The first date, especially is like, if you're trying to woo me, like, and you asked me out, you should pay for the first date. (laughs) 100%. I'll buy drinks after or whatever, but that, that one is a test in just like almost a read. My, yeah. my thing is like, if I, if you ever even let me touch my wallet in front of you, you ain't getting shit from me. 
But then you would, you, I feel like you're the type of girlfriend though that would like. But it's also because I'm such a boss bitch. I'm so, but me, yeah, I am that girlfriend. Fits, I'm, that girl, I'm that girl. I'm that girlfriend. Yeah, I'm, I'm that girlfriend that's going to like make sure that you are suited up. Like you have everything you need. Like I'm a writer on that back end. Yes. But I, I expect that tenfold, like on the front end from men at all. Times. I'm out here paying rent and all that. <laughs> <laughs> But the funny thing is, I did go out with this guy once. This guy's like, it's the man's job to provide. It's your job to stay at home and have lots of babies. Guess who splits the check? The guy who said it's his job to provide and my job to make babies. I'm like, if anyone should have ever shut down that offer, it was you. And then he was like shocked that I didn't want to go out with him again. I was just like, of all people, it's not you. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, I almost spilled. Thanks for doing this with me. I adore you. And I think that... A lot of people will benefit from your advice. I know that everybody should follow you on Instagram, kjenkins.co and .tv, just in case. You're so cute. And if you need a house, kjenkinsrealestate. Yeah, there you go. And if you need to better your life, K by design. There you go. I don't, th- I don't even think if you need to better your life, like everybody's life could be better. Exactly. So by, and are you dropping another book? A soon? guide. Yeah. I'm going to have a surgery guide. therapy (laughs) (laughs) you bought me now you own me and need to keep me clothed and fed (laughs) (laughs) 